0: just go to cars.com It's magical.
1: Do you feel like you're going to have enough time to really make up for all that off season?
2: Uh, Sure, I do. I think we have 44 days until the opener on September 13th. I think there's six off days of those 44. So we have to make every day count, even those off days. The guys got to make sure we're serious about the recovery. So... I won't be efficient, continue to teach these systems, you know, I go back to our off-season program, oh, I was really impressed with the amount of work that we had done uh, that spring, so that that's something where I'm going we be built a foundation and now we get to build upon that foundation.
0: Talking Cleveland Browns football with the best fans in all of SB Nation. You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Now,
1: here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven.
0: Never forget the subject line where we set ourselves apart and found an identity in its rejection. My Dogs by Nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven. And you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Here we go. The off-season slowly begins to reveal itself. And what do we have so far? Well, we have the game, but today we're going to start with the game before the game. Last week, uh, we talked about how the league was like a 32-team chess tournament and how Operation in a Pandemic added a pregame where you'd lose vital pieces before the traditional action starts. So I maintain that this game before the game has the effect of evening the playing field, which could, in fact, favor new regimes. In this show, we're going to take a closer look at how the Browns, are negotiating the changing terrain. And it starts with the guy we had at the top of this show, head coach Kevin Stefanski. Every time I watch Coach Stefanski, I like him just a little bit more. And that was my guy to begin with. I'm so glad that he's the guy to be the coach in this organization because it seems to me that he's here to atone for the original mistakes that Jimmy Haslam made when he first acquired this organization, which was, of course, firing Coach Chudzinski after year one. Coach Kevin Stefanski, a young offensive mind tailored for the people that we have on this roster. The only thing is, I kind of wonder, you know, I think Chud was a riverboat gambler type. He was the kind of guy who wasn't afraid to roll the dice when the numbers told him he had an advantage. And I'm not sure I could say the same about Kevin Stefanski just yet. That's the only thing I wonder, I wonder if he has that level of aggression to his game. If he has the feel, the timing, and the sense to know when to go for the jugular. We're going to have to wait for that game to play out. As for the game before the game, that's where I think we're seeing the true advantage of having Kevin Savansky at the head of this organization.
3: Hey, Coach, I'm just wondering, there are some uh, coaches in the NFL that have thought about possibly quarantining their quarterbacks just to make sure that you have a quarterback for opening day. Uh, Do you have any plans to do anything like that? I think we are mindful of that, and I've, I've read
2: that, I've talked to some people. We're going to put a plan in place that we feel really confident in, in keeping all of our players safe. Uh, obviously, I, I understand the quarterback position and, and why people are discussing that, but I feel very strongly that, that the protocols that they've given us, we've, followed, we've adhered them to a T. And, and the truth is, we've gone past it. We're, we're, we're doing some things in an abundance of caution. Uh, that we don't even have to do. So, for example, uh, we're going to split the squad uh, next week and, and we're going to go with a, 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 call it a brown and an orange team. We're going to have a, a workout in the morning and a workout in the afternoon. And we're going to do that just to just to limit the people in the building. We're not going to have uh, in-person meetings until, I think, August 9th. We're going to just stay virtual. So there's a bunch of things that we're doing uh, past the protocols just because the first seven to ten days or or two weeks are so critical to this uh, per the uh, medical experts that we really want to do everything in our power to to make this uh, as safe an environment for our players.
0: Cleveland Browns coach Kevin Stefanski courtesy of clevelandbrowns.com He comes off as prepared detailed calm, measured and calculating. And, And look, I'll level with you I used to simp for Coach Hugh Jackson, <laughs> so my sense of what makes a good leader could be a bit damaged. But the tone and the message here are contagious. As he said in the opening.
2: Our off-season program, I was really impressed with the amount of work we were able to get done uh, back in, in the spring. So that that's something where i feel like we've built a foundation, and now we get to build upon that
0: foundation. I think as they build on the non-traditional start, This group is uniquely positioned to pivot. And they're in this spot because of their coach prepared, detailed, calm, measured, and calculating. Coach Kevin Stefanski is my guy. And it's good to know that general manager Andrew Berry sees the value. Kevin Stefanski brings to this organization.
1: I want to just kind of acknowledge everything that Kevin has done to lead our coaches and staff. Uh, The coaching staff has been phenomenal through the virtual offseason programming into the summer and then obviously
0: into these early days of training camp. Andrew Berry spoke to the media via Zoom press conference this week. It's going to be interesting to see how much Andrew Berry engages with the press in general. What I would say now, though, is that the messages that he and Kevin Stefanski have are definitely in sync. They have that same attitude. Yeah, Andrew Barry is an interesting figure just in general. Some of the press was talking about his Be The Solution initiative, and you could tell this was a cause that was near and dear to his heart. And it's not really within the scope of this show, but I thought it was interesting how that passion for real-world problem-solving is reflected in the way he thinks about his role as the GM. And what are you able
1: to do as far as roster manipulation right now? Obviously, you're having to make some roster moves because of opt-outs, the COVID list, et cetera. Um, I know you were limited uh, in the off-season here, but now what what are you allowed or able to do as far as maybe fill in some holes that might pop up? Yeah, I don't think those mechanics, Daryl, have changed. Too much uh, in terms of our process for, you know, evaluating um, you know players who are available um, externally. I think the logistics are a little bit different than we've seen them in, in prior years. Whether it's travel or um, you know the different phases of the testing protocols if we were to bring in players who aren't currently um, you know on the roster, and then obviously there are a lot more restrictions regarding. Um, you know tryouts if we were to if we were to bring players in for a tryout, but but on the whole it's it's not such that it fundamentally changes the operation it may slow down a few aspects of it but we're still able to to do our jobs within the personnel department to to look to upgrade the roster
0: andrew barry exemplary of the analytics mindset (laughs) for sure Well, they're definitely going to have to pivot to be able to deal with an emerging problem at right guard Uh, This is of course due to Forbes Gossett and Malcolm Pridget choosing to opt out before the deadline We'll see whether Chris Hubbard or Nick Harris will join Wyatt Teller in competition for right guard No matter what happens the team is going to have to be ready for the change that will come
4: one more quick thing you mentioned that flexibility and adaptability is key in regards to another thing but have you been impressed just with like your creativity and that like you mentioned with Kevin I mean cross the board in the organization on how you're adapting
1: Marla, for sure and and uh, you know necessity uh, breeding ingenuity or creativity I, I can't quite remember what the exact quote is but that True words have not been spoken. And I think that's something that we've seen and been very, very proud of organizationally over the past uh, five or six months.
0: It certainly has been interesting watching this team pivot and adjust this offseason. We only have to see if it carries over into the regular season. Of course, we've seen that story before here in Cleveland. Well, with that, we'll take our first break. You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. I am your host, Thelonious7. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief
3: of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Joe looks like the coverage is disguising. You think you're free to lock upon on that island. And
0: if the board is lit by your delineers, we'll take you to the house and walk in styling. His name is, Benzo, this is to or all- Once again, you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Delonious Seven. And now for the concluding portion of this program, we're going to focus on the players realm. We got a chance to hear from the top free agent, Tight End Acquisition, as well as the president of the Players Union. Uh, But before we do that, just a couple of quick side stories. Now, recently, Odell Beckham Jr. was in the news again, and it's like, what, another year, another non-story. One thing that I'm going to do consciously this year is to focus on the things and the aspects of stories that I find attractive, what, what I like, rather than pile on the things that I don't like. Now, last year I think I was super critical of local media members and I think I'd rather spend my time on anything else uh, than criticizing them and I won't do it this year I don't think. People make mistakes I'm the worst of them I, I'm just going to try to be more positive. And now the second story I wanted to touch on was
4: David and Joker. There you go. Tight end, right end.
0: Of course I'm happy to see the chief happy but flashback to just last year for our third story when Duke Johnson made demands similar to what Njoku had talked about earlier this offseason. Baker of course uh, addressed it with the media and that brought the situation to an impasse but that isn't what we've seen from Baker this offseason This offseason, Baker Mayfield looks hungry. Uh, Last year, he didn't have the chip. People had him rated high. You know, the rookie TD record. But this year, he is hungry, and he better be. They didn't win left last year. If he isn't 500, or even if he is, it might not be enough for this community as far as the number one pick is concerned. He seems to be doing all that he can to set the right tone for the offense. Just listen to tight end Austin Hooper's account.
5: Yeah, so I was I was in contact with Baker before I signed, too. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know if I'm getting, you know, anybody in trouble or nothing, but, I mean, at the end of the day, let's, that's just how it works between players, for being honest. Like, you just, you want to get a feel for the person you're going to work with for years, you know what I mean? So I got in contact with him early on in the process, so when I did sign, I already had an idea you know a where am I where am I going where's my quarterback what is he all about and you know I told him that you know I'm, I like to work I like to do stuff in the offseason he was you know more than ready and willing to do that so right as soon as I signed a couple weeks later I went out to Texas and was there for like a week and a half two weeks and then took a month off you know we at that time we all thought we we're about to roll back in for OTAs and what have you and obviously things have changed since then um and then about a month after I first came out there, I stayed another week and a half out there. So again, banked, banked a few hundred reps with him, I had a good time with him on and off the field and just kind of just got a feel for him, his personality, his wife, his family, his friends, and just kind of really see Baker the person. So it was, it, was, it was a good time.
0: Hooper even added more about Baker Mayfield.
5: Uh, baker i mean obviously talented i mean strong arm've uh, got a real competitive fire. that's i mean those are the two deals that really made me want to sign here was baker and just like his his style as a quarterback i mean him being aggressive him you know has that swag with him, which i do want you know i want to play for a quarterback who's got that got that to him a little bit and uh you know obviously the arm talents there so i mean it, 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 it was a really easy decision for me.
0: That, of course, from the Austin Hooper press conference. Um, He got into uh, his relationship with David Njoku, as well as some of the other tight ends around the league, more notably. Uh, Additionally, he talked a bit about the NFL's new normal and how it is for the players. You should definitely check out that press conference at clevelandbrowns.com. And now for our final piece, um, we need to hear a bit from player union rep, J.C. Tretter, who is the center, starting center for the Cleveland Browns. I'd certainly recommend listening to that entire piece as he gets some incredible insight on the inside baseball of what's going on uh, behind the scenes in Cleveland.
4: Yeah, no, the Browns have done a a really great job uh, walking through the facility. It's like a new building. Um, the, the weight room is, is no longer where, where it originally was. That weight room's turned into a second locker room for us. Um, that way we have the ability to spread out and make sure we, we can continue social distancing even in the locker room. Um, the weight room's now out in the field house. Uh, the upstairs where um, the, the staff was, uh, new walls have been put up. It's been completely rebuilt um, to add additional meeting rooms to allow social distancing in meetings. Um, they, they've done everything you could possibly think of. You know, walking through there, there's there's nothing I can look at and think, well, maybe they could have did this. Um, they've done a great job.
0: He also expounded on his role as union president.
4: I think my main goal is protecting the players. And I think that's when you take on this job, that's your responsibility is, is you're protecting all the players within the league and when, when you take on the job as your player rep for your team, your job is to protect all the guys in, in your locker room. Uh, when, when you take on the, the presidency, your job is to protect the players in all locker rooms uh, and that's you know being there, making sure we put in the right uh, protocols to keep them safe uh, and monitoring to make sure everything's going right and and again, this uh, everybody involved in this situation has to make the right decisions. I know it's always going to be talked about. Are the players making the right decisions? Um, But the coaches have to make the right decisions. The staff have to make the right decisions. The executives have to make the right decisions. Everybody who walks in that building, uh, if they make wrong decisions outside the facility, it impacts the people in that building and their families of who they go home to. So everybody involved has to make the right decisions.
0: J.C. Treader absolutely right about people having to make the correct decisions all throughout the organization. I think Stefanski's paid attention to detail. I guess only time will tell. Hopefully the organization can be successful in its mission to keep players safe. Uh, Because they know if they win this game before the game, they will be on the inside track to making some noise in the AFC North. Okay, with that, we'll put this one in the books. So I wanted to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you in the Dogs by Nature community. Stay tuned for episode two of the Doghouse coming very shortly well that was your dose of the straight truth you've been listening to straight no chaser i'm your host Alonia seven on dogs by nature radio take care most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like google meta and apple Every Monday, our friend Ashley Esqueda will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned.
5: I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild.
0: Listen to our Solo Acts series now in the VergeCast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.
4: This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com vox to learn more.